Welcome into the End Money Podcast for Saturday at Keeneland. I'm Tom Leach, along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. Really nice card on Saturday with five graded stakes races. The first one's the Grade 2 Woodford in the sixth that starts an all-stakes pick five. We're going to focus on the all-stakes pick four that begins in the seventh race. So you got a Grade 2 and three Grade 1s. And uh, I think two or three of these races are part of the cross-country pick five as well. Uh, I think it's three of the Keeneland races, two from Belmont. So um, it's a uh, fun day of handicapping around the country. Preakness as well, which we'll touch on before we close this out. But, Jim, let's jump into it with the Grade 2 Thoroughbred Club of America at six furlongs for three-year-olds and up. And who'd you see winning this one? I think sneaking out the, the horse to beat here. I, I think that she's she's drawn inside. She may not necessarily be the controlling speed. There is a lot of speed in the race. That, that's the one thing that worries me. But I think she's got enough positional speed to sit off the pace if she needs to. Uh, she's run she's run well on the West Coast. Uh, whether that transfers back here or not, the, uh, the winning colors in May, she didn't do well at Churchill, but she's really good right now. Uh, Hollendorfer ships them here with intent to win. Uh, the, the One of the best jockeys in the country, Rispoli, that nobody knows about. He's the best turf jock right now. He comes in to ride. Uh, I think a lot of things point to sneaking out here. Um, the numbers are good. I, I think Palace Avenger for Wesley Ward uh, has a, a, enough positional speed as well, coming off those two Saratoga victories. Doesn't get or, Ortiz is not coming, uh, so gets Luis Saez, which is a pretty good replacement. I'm going to take those two in the um, in the pick four when we get to that. Uh, I think they are classier than Ladies Island for Danny Gargan, who's who also has speed. And then if if the thing totally falls apart, I was trying to find a horse that could that could really come from the clouds, and I don't really see one here that I like. I think you know if if Divine Queen were better, she may want to come from out of it, but I just don't think she's good enough to beat these. And so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that sneaking out is gonna have the best speed and be able to rate from the inside for Hollendorfer. So I'm picking sneaking out in the TCA. I thought on numbers she was definitely the one to beat. I'm gonna try to beat her, maybe get a little bit of a price with Dos Vinos. I uh, really liked her race at Keeneland. I thought she won. It looked like she had something left uh, in July, and they were gonna run her in the Groupie Doll, and then uh, I think she acted up in the paddock, so they ended up scratching there. So they end up here. In a win and you're in for the Breeders' Cup Philly and Mare Sprint. And I thought maybe sneaking out, not a confirmed front runner, might be forced to go a little faster than she wants early from the rail, and maybe that could help uh, somebody beat her. So I'm going to take Dos Vinos. Uh, Ladies Island second. Uh, I thought uh, the first race for the Gargan Barn was an improvement and now gets to go out the second time. And that was a, a nice race up at Saratoga last time, a grade two stake. And then the sneaking out is going to be my other one in here, obviously. So those three are going to be the ones when we get to the pick four. But my win pick is going to be Dos Vinos. First grade one is the First Lady, presented by UK Healthcare. And you got a couple of Chad Browns and then Bo Recall, who looks sensational winning on the, the Derby weekend card at Churchill, overtaking newspaper of record. So those two get a rematch in here. I'm going to take Uni. She certainly doesn't look like her 2019 form, anything close to it so far. But the first race 
was the, the first race off the layoff. The second race, there was some uh, give in the ground, and I think she's better on firm turf, which she'll get here. And so gets Rosario back in the saddle, which I think is a plus. Her best races are, are better than these others, I think. Um, now, the question is, can she run her best race? I'm going to bet that she can and take her over newspaper of record and then got to use bow recall too. And there's a couple others in here that I think could win this, but I'm not going to use them in the pick four to keep the, the ticket manageable. But Uni's going to be the uh, the pick for me. Uh, not sold on it, but uh, that's who I'm going with. How about you? I'm going to use three when it's a pick four, but I'm going to take newspaper of record. And I, I just think that the lack of speed in here uh, – she didn't have an excuse when Bo Recall ran her down in the distaff at Churchill. Uh, but the two races prior to that, she just ran off and left them in the, in the just a game and the Intercontinental. I'm just thinking that maybe uh, Bo Recall was better at Churchill than than she is. And uh, if you go back, Bo Recall is running some really good races at Churchill. So um, neither one of them, uh, Bo Recall has run one race at Keeneland. Uh, did not win, and, and newspaper record has never been here. But I'm thinking on the Belmont form back in June, if she runs a 105-103, I don't think they're going to beat her. I don't think she's going to back up off the front end. I love Uni, but he, she's got to have some speed, some some contested pace to win, like she did in the Breeders' Cup Mile at San Anita. She came from 11 out of it and won like a, like a freight train down the stretch. I don't see the other filly running with newspaper record here. I just don't see it. So I think the my handicapping says she's on speed. But these other two horses are classy, no doubt about that, especially Uni. Daddy is a legend. you gotta, you got to look at her, too. She didn't run that well at Churchill, but she's two for four at Keeneland and has run a couple of her best races at Keeneland. So um, I think you've got to look at her. But I just think newspaper record – controls the pace here and uh, has a good chance to go wire to wire. Ninth race is the grade one Claiborne Breeders Futurity for two-year-olds going a mile and a 16th. Field of nine, uh, several of these coming off impressive debut wins. How'd you see this one shaking out, Jim? Well, just like this race always shakes out. uh, How do you compare somebody winning impressively at Churchill with winning impressively at Ellis Park? That, that's the tough thing about this and, and running well at Del Mar for uh, O'Neill's horse. I, I went with Calibrate here, uh, coming off an impressive, impressive win at Saratoga. Uh, horse went off. It wasn't a, wasn't a uh, secret up there. We had been training lights out, and he won like a, a good thing. I had somebody on Twitter yesterday circle that and send him out as the winner of the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. So uh, they love Calibrate. Uh, I, I think he's, he's good, um, but how do you compare that to um, founder one at Saratoga as well for Chad Brown? And then you had the other two horses, Upstriker from um, Ron Moquette, Barn, one by five at Ellis Park. And in normal circumstances, you'd say, well, Ellis Park versus Saratoga. But Ellis Park has some good horses in there this summer. So I think Upstriker's got a shot. Um Notary for Wayne Lucas, I threw him in there. Uh, he would be my fourth choice by far, but he did run in the Iroquois and had some early speed. And then, um, uh, I'm sorry, it wasn't Notary. It was essential quality for Brad Cox, my, the four horses out of the three. And then keep me in mind for Deodoro uh, that uh, wanted to get the horse on turf. He wound up scratching off turf. I just have a lot of respect for him and get the horses ready. So I'm going to go five deep here. In this race, but I'm gonna. I'm also going to uh, uh, 
put a win bet on Calibrate if I get two to one or five to two. I ended up on the outside here with King Fury. Part, big part of the reason is uh, I did an interview with uh, Kenny McPeak for uh, the Keeneland social media that'll uh, be out there on the YouTube channel uh, soon if if it isn't already. And they are over the top excited about this horse. It was a really easy win with a wide trip in the debut. Speed figures, nothing special, but they paid almost a million for this horse. And um, uh, Kenny uh, thinks he has uh, something special here. So I'm going to, at 12 to 1 on the morning line, try King Fury, but um, got to use essential quality, founder for Chad Brown, calibrate um, all four of those when we get to the pick four. I mean, uh, you look at any one of them, they, you could be impressed with the, the uh, win that they are coming off of. So, um, you know, maybe the odds board will, will give us some clues on uh, how to play once it rolls around, but that doesn't help you in the all-stakes pick four. So I'm just going to take those four, but I'm going to settle on King Fury for the win. Tenth race, wrapping up the all-stakes pick four and the all-stakes pick five, is the grade one Shadwell Turf Mile. Chad Brown's got four in here. Uh, I took one of his, Flavius. Uh, this is a bit of a class test for this horse, but I was really impressed with the win in the Tourist Mile. 105 buyer, um, just really good-looking win there. And I'm um, going to bet him to come come right back. You know, otherwise, there's, there's a lot of good horses in here, but nobody that um, had trouble separating them. So uh, I definitely want to look for a price. I'm going to... Uh, I think you with parole next in here. This horse seems to always find trouble, and you think he's going to run better than he does, but because of circumstances, they end up end up uh, putting Julian Le Peru on this horse, and that's circumstances with the COVID and jockeys at you know up at Pimlico this weekend and different places. So Julian ends up on this horse, and I think he he rides this turf course so well, and I just think he might be a really good fit for without parole in this spot. So I think uh, I'm going to take that one second. I took Ivar next um, for Paulo Lobo. A couple of really nice races back-to-back. The last one, a runner-up to Flavius. And then uh, Analyze It comes off a nice win, off a long layoff in almost two years. And then Raging Bull and his best days there. But he seems to need a really hot pace, and I don't know that he'll get that here. And there are others I could use, but uh, Flavius is the win pick for me in the Shadwell. How about you? You didn't mention my win pick. And that Um, is? I like I like Halliday. Yeah, uh, for pleasure. Looked awfully good last horse, time. Yeah, I think the horse coming in, in the four star days uh, uh, a contested pace, and he just he put him away. Luis Ayes rides him back. He's won three of his last four. Got beat to Bernard Baruch, but uh, was just had, had a little bit of a tough trip there. But uh, tough at a mile, two for four. Comes here third third race off a layoff. He's run a ninety eight and a one hundred five buyer. After he backed up a 102 and a 103 in the spring, uh, I just I just think that uh, his form is just perfect right now. Nice work at Saratoga on September 25th. Uh, he's just really good right now, and I think I think I'm gonna take him as a win pick. I didn't use without parole. I, I like without parole, but he's disappointed me so much. I'm just I'm gonna toss him so he'll probably win the race. Uh, I've always expected him to do better than he has, and like you say, he finds trouble in a lot of these horses that beat him. I like Flavius, your horse for Chad Brown off that Kentucky Downs race. Scares me a little bit with Kentucky Downs because they love that that course down there. And this horse started out in Ireland and probably accustomed to that kind of terrain, but uh, ran really big down there. Uh, Ivar, who ran behind him, is, is tough as well. And I'm also going to use Parlor 
in here with slowly rides this horse. Uh, that horse is actually favored in the Kentucky Downs race. And I'm going to take the opposite opinion of him. He ran really well in the Maker's Bark Mile. He got beat by a nose here and um, by War of Will. And I'm going to say that he didn't like Kentucky Downs, and he'll do better here for Mike Maker and loves to win races here. So I'm going to use Parlor as well. Uh, wide open Chedwell and probably, to me, the best betting race of the day. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And, in fact, you know, looking at, at Halliday, I think I just kind of wrote that off as uh, an easy trip win. But, you know, three out of the last four triple-digit buyers, I'm going to have to bump up the pick four ticket a little bit and throw Halliday on there too. Um, so uh, my pick four ticket is going to start with 127 in the Thoroughbred Club of America, 145 in the First Lady, 489 in the Breeders' Futurity, and then 2367811. So that's going to bump me up to an $81 ticket. Uh, a little pricey, but if you can catch a price or two in there, and I think that's possible, not a big price, but enough to uh, you know, make it uh, well more than the $81 if you can hit. So $81 ticket for me on the pick four. How about you? Well, I have a similar structured ticket. I couldn't find a single either. Sneaking out would be my closest thing to a single in a TCA. And I may, if I, when I play it myself, I may single sneaking out and go deeper at a couple other races. But for now, I'm going to do one five there with one four five in the um, in the first lady. Um, again, there I, I really like newspaper of records, so I may play another ticket with singling her. And then the last two races, I think, are spread races. I don't see how you can narrow those down very much unless Calibrates just really is a superstar. So in the Claiborne Breeders Futility, I go one, two, four, seven, eight with Calibrate to seven, my top choice. And then in the Shadwell, five deep, and that may not be deep enough. Two, six, seven, nine, and eleven, and my top pick there is Halliday the two horse. So one five with one four five, with one two four seven eight with two six seven nine eleven for 75 bucks. And let's talk a little bit about the Preakness. Authentic trying to make it two in a row after an impressive derby win. Um, how do you see the Preakness? Well, it's always uh, unusual because this is the third leg of Triple Crown, uh, but it's always good to pick against the derby winner. The derby winner usually comes back and runs very well at Preakness. Uh, and I have no doubt Authentic will run well. He's uh, in perfect form. He's got three ascending buyers, and he won the derby in great style. There's a horse in here that that was not able to go in the derby because of a minor issue, and he's back, and I'm going to be pulling for him for a lot of reasons. Our collector won the bluegrass here. Uh, he won the Ellis Park Derby as a prep for the Kentucky Derby about three and a quarter. He's trained by Tom Drury, a really good small horseman who's a local guy at Churchill, and he's ridden by B.J. Hernandez, a really good local jockey. A lot of Kentucky connections with Art Collector. There is no doubt who I'm going to be pulling for down the stretch here because a lot of reasons for Keeneland. And personally, I just think that, that it would be a great story for Art Collector to redeem himself. But I think the other Baffert in here, Thousand Words, has a big shot as well. Of course, he reared up in the, in the paddock of the Derby. had to be scratched at the last minute. Uh, I think Florent really likes this horse. He hasn't been able to ride him yet. <laughs> he, uh, so hopefully this will be a, a, a time where he likes Pimlico, likes a little bit of the tight turns, has, has a good positional speed. And I think it'd be a good place for, for you to take the quote-unquote other Bob Baffert. The horse I like here is a long shot. I'm going at it at 21 in the morning line. Uh, hasn't been out since uh, the Pegasus at Monmouth, but won that by two and a quarter. Uh, 
at a mile of 16th, I think the horse in the Belmont was one of the wise guy horses at a, at a really wide trip and got tired. And, uh, I, I think, you know, I think he's got a chance to move up for Asmussen. Um, and Joe Bravo rides him back. He did really well at Monmouth. So I think pneumatic kind of make it blow up your trying super here. But, uh, I pick would be our collector. I ended up on Swiss skydiver. Um, and the bluegrass, I thought Mike Smith um, had her going a little too fast, faster than she needed to, and that left her a little short for the uh, duel with Arch, Art Collector in the final eighth. I think I, I pick at those two, uh, one, two, Swiss Skydivers and Art Collector, a reversal of the bluegrass. Um, the other thing I like about Swiss Skydiver that I, I think could play into this with again because of circumstances, uh, Robbie Alvarado ends up on this horse, and you know, Robbie won the Preakness in '07 with Curlin, and you know, one of the top riders in the world uh, in, in th- at that time. Now his his business isn't to that level, and because of circumstances, Kenny McPeak ends up giving him a shot. I think he will get every ounce that that filly has because uh, leads to s- some new business maybe for Robbie if he you know, gets a, a win here because I think uh, the ride will play a key role in it. So uh, on that angle, too, I'm going to take Swiss Skydiver over Art Collector. Uh, a thousand words next. Uh, sounds like you and I both are uh, a little leery of authentic repeating his form. Um, I think, uh, you know, they're going to, I think, pay maybe a little more attention to him. I think maybe some of the jocks might have might thought he might have thought he would fade in the stretch. And to his credit, he didn't. But I think Bob Baffert went awfully deep in the well to get that horse to get the mile and a quarter, which I don't think is going to ultimately be his best distance, and uh, he might regress. Um, so I think 1,000 words is the more dangerous Baffert. I'm like you on that. So Swiss Skydiver for me. Should be a fun uh, preakness to watch along with a great Saturday card at Keeneland. And uh, best of luck on the opening Fall Stars weekend card. And we'll have another edition of this In the Money podcast for the Sunday card, headlined by the great one Judd Spinster. Or KeenelandSelect.com.